0: Popular culture. Welcome to the new TNN for a special episode of Ringman. This is Johnny C. I don't know who the hell else you thought it might be, but nonetheless, I announce my presence as all important individuals do. Um, kind of an impromptu presentation schedule for you right now. Not something I'm normally prone to do, but you know, I'm sort of feeling the hype, if you will. I'm excited. Uh, We're coming off of night one of WrestleMania 39. And I don't know that anybody's clamoring for this, but I wanted to sort of, I don't know, relive some of the night and just, I guess, give you my thoughts and, you know, give you information on how I thought about things. And, you know, I do absolutely not. And I want to make this clear. I do not watch the modern product week to week, week to week or cheek to cheek. I am wearing red, though. I'm wearing a red hat, supporting the Halos. we got another game against the Athletics today, later. Uh, But nonetheless, uh, you know, I I don't watch the Modern Product week to week, but I stay up to date. You know, uh, God bless YouTube and websites that recap things for me. I keep up to date on all the main story points. And, you know, when I hear The Bloodline or Cody Rhodes and Paul Heyman did something cool and important, I always re-watch the segments to, to sort of get a feel for it. And God bless the video packages, because this was the one time in history I appreciated the pre-game show, if you will. But I want to give sort of my overall take on WrestleMania Night 1. And I don't know how long this is going to go. I did sort of scribble some things down that I want to make you know, clear to everyone, and uh, if I feel like improv or going ad-lib, that's fine too, but uh, regardless, I cannot guarantee you like an hour's worth of entertainment here, but uh, I'll take as much time as I feel is necessary. I know everybody's time is busy, it's a packed weekend, Uh, so if you maybe listen to this while you're shopping and doing the grocery before night two, go for it. Let's go ahead and get started. Just an overall, just some overall things I want to point out about this year's Mania that I want to put out into the zeitgeist. I loved the graphics packages uh, set to, which, which is one of my all-time favorite WrestleMania theme songs, Weekend's Less Than Zero. It's just so goddamn catchy, I can't escape it. The, I can't get out of my head. Whoa, whoa. That, and I'm pretty sure. Even if they didn't intend to, they sampled the Final Fantasy main theme, the... And so it has an extra special place on my skull brain. But the packages, you know, where they show the competitors and they have their own film posters, beautiful. I love it. The set, maybe my all-time favorite set. I love the movie theater feel. I love the award show feel. I love the movie posters on the side. I can't get enough of it. Now I talked about the pre-show, and I'm extremely grateful for all of the match videos that recapped everything for me. Special shout out to them being able to get some celebrities on there. And I use the term celebrity, you know, uh, I guess in its fullest form. But you got like Fluffy on there, the big guy. And look, I'm not trying to throw shade. I'm not. F- I know who he is. I'm not stupid. Uh, I'm not familiar with his comedy stylings, though. I don't watch his shows. But I love his enthusiasm. I love his enthusiasm. And this Romeo guy, this dude from the Mexican soap opera, get this guy signed up. Get this guy on my TV some more. Yelling off the hard cam, going into business for himself. This guy is tremendous. And I want him... I want him in everything, okay? I want him to be a part of the WWE family moving forward. Big big ups to Romeo, or whatever his name is. Uh, now, the show starts proper. I don't need the Kevin Hart intro. I'm actually not looking forward to listening to it again tonight. But as the show's getting started, the C household, I'm watching this with my son, who's damn near almost 11. And you know... We, we got some pizza coming in. You know, everybody's kind of scrambling as the show's getting started. I wanted it to be like a special night for him. You know, so we ordered a bunch of pizza. Just having a silly, good old American, lazy Saturday night watching some sports-based entertainment. And so I'm already feeling good. I'm feeling like I'm doing what I can uh, to make it seem special. Look, there's nothing special I'm about ordering some pizza, okay? I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is, you know, you sort of create this, like, it's it's... It's the adult equivalent of having some buddies over, drinking some beers or something, or or, or you know, you know, everybody passing around uh, some some cigarettes. Uh, yeah, that's what we're passing around, or you know, ingesting a little uh, personal libations to uh, ease the flow. You know, it's sort of a special together night. You know, like it, if you're an adult, that's that's the equivalent of ordering pizza. You know, if you will, but it's sort of to make it feel special. Um, so I appreciate that. I'm a little. I don't appreciate Michael Cole and Corey Graves. I wanted Pat McAfee. I know he's sort of ridiculous, but I have more fun listening to him. I will give the announcers a little bit of credit. Unless my libations kicked in and I didn't know what the fuck was going on, I didn't hear anybody say specifically like, He's making a WrestleMania moment, Corey! Like, I didn't hear shit like that. I mean, I heard hyperbole and what have you, but I didn't hear that phrase specifically. Now, someone's going to go back and be like, Johnny, they said it 86 times, and that's fine, but I didn't hear it, so go for it. Now, we start with uh, Austin Theory and uh, John Cena. Uh, From a wrestling presentation standpoint, the right guy went over. That's fine. I love, uh, well, I don't know. I don't love the fact that it's a thing that we have to deal with in the real world. But I do love John Cena with the kids because, you know, that's, it's heartwarming. And uh, I can't say enough positive things about John Cena, the human being. Hopefully, it doesn't come out in, like, 20 years that he, like, and it holds people captured in his basement, but nonetheless, I'm saying positive things. Uh, God bless his bald spot and the fact that he doesn't hide it. Uh, John Cena tonight cosplaying as Sting from Stargate 97, refusing to hit the tanning bed. I don't understand this at all. Um, uh, and this is not a shot at the Make-A-Wish Kids entrance. My God, what kind of a human being would take a shot at that? I was a little disappointed. I was telling my son... If he, if he doesn't come out wearing the Peacemaker helmet, we riot. But I suppose James Gunn and the DC faithful did not approve such a maneuver. Uh, the match itself? Meh. Meh. Whatever. It's, it's very forgettable. Like I know th- I know in the storylines, Theory will like live off of this for a year, but it's too bad the match wasn't better. Uh, speaking of better matches, though, the Men's WrestleMania Tag Team Showcase match. So much fun! You know, I don't know what you give this from a star-ranking perspective. I give it a star-ranking of fun. Uh, The pounce. At one point, Braun Strowman was running around doing the choo-choo to everybody on the outside. And I know it wasn't the alpha male Monty Brown, and I apologize for not knowing the names of both of the prophets from the street. But the larger prophet, the larger prophet pounced a Braun Strowman, and a Braun Strowman was not prepared to be pounced. And Braun Strowman looked like a bitch. And I'm always a huge fan of that. Now, as my good buddy from Red Hook would say, big ups to the Tower of Doom spot. Convoluted. Redonculus, yes. But holding. I forget who they held in the vertical suplex position while atop the Tower of Doom. Quite a feat of upper-body athleticism. And uh, big ups to Rick O'Shea, everyone's favorite leprechaun, for just being a human highlight reel. Now, this match, however, in the annals of WrestleMania-based history, I believe will be remembered for only one thing. And again, I am not throwing shade. The man is quite athletic, He makes probably more money than I. And he's a worldwide celebrity. But Otis, or Otis, if you will, gentlemen and ladies of the listening audience, no one will ever forget the WrestleMania taint sweat. Holy shit, Otis. Get it under control, my friend. Or they're going to make it your gimmick. And I get it. You're under the bright lights of Hollywood. You're competing in an athletic-based performance, and you're going to get sweaty. But good lord, the Tate sweat, Otis. I can't even. I don't know what to say. It was It was huge. Now, speaking of huge, what a huge revelatory look it was to see Vince McMahon uh, on the interwebs making the rounds in his new fucking Western villain attire. It's too bad that they canceled Westworld. Otherwise, he could have a guest spot as the villain of the week. And it's too bad that Leonardo DiCaprio's bounty Law from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is not a real show because, again, he could be the guest star on that. But, you know, The Mandalorian is sort of a Western. So, Vince... Put yourself out there. Maybe a Mercedes Monet can put in a good word with John Favreau. Up next, Logan Paul, international media conglomerate superstar, taking on Seth Franklin Rollins. Now, yes, I call him Seth Franklin Rollins because I refuse, refuse to call him Seth Freakin Rollins, because I feel like a chode saying Freakin, because I'm a big boy. I say fucking. All right, Seth Fucking Rollins, if you will. So, I and I understand, and I'm not advocating for calling him a Seth fucking Rollins because you're not gonna get corporate sponsorships from brands like Inuit TurboTax. I got something to say about these brands, if you will. Can I just say this? I I, I don't really have a good spot for it, so I'll just say this now. I am ashamed of myself, okay, because of uh, a couple of very specific things. I'm always probably going to be a professional wrestling fan. I don't care who they advertise. Like, it doesn't really affect me. Except for the one time the Final Fantasy X sponsored the Royal Rumble. I think it was the cocky Royal Rumble. They say I'm cocky! And I say, what? And they were like, Final Fantasy X presents! And I was like, oh god, nerdgasm. But I am almost embarrassed to admit that earlier this year, I completed my tax archives for the government by using Intuit TurboTax, okay? Okay. Uh, I did, and also I swear to God this is a true story. Before a couple hours before WrestleMania, like right when the pre-show started, I, I, I've had a I had a headache for the last couple days. Not anybody really cares. So I, I ran to the corner pharmacy to get some fucking Advil because we were out of it. And I swear to God, I'm I'm like two behind in line. And I'm looking at the candy and I'm like, no, Johnny, you don't need any fucking candy. Look at yourself. And then I thought to myself, no, no, I think I need some candy. And God damn it, I bought a Snickers bar. I did not realize that Snickers was a sponsor at WrestleMania. I swear to God, it's a true story. And then later in the evening, I wanted to punch myself because I felt like, my God, I'm such a mark. I have engaged in product promotion with WWE's corporate sponsors unwillingly. Unwillingly. But damn it, I guess that's the way the cookie crumbles. And speaking of product sponsorships, folks. My son, months ago, was like, Dad, we gotta get Prime. And I was like, what is Prime? Damn it, I enjoy Prime! It's a good drink. It quenches my thirst with a little bit of flavor. It's low in calories. And uh, Logan Paul making his baby Shawn Michaels entrance with a bottle of Prime, ladies and gentlemen. I love this, not because of the delicious flavor of a Prime-based drink, but the if there's one character it deserves to be a shameless whore for promotion. It is Logan Paul, the man who is a better sports entertainer than he has any right to be. I'm not saying anything anybody else hasn't said. Even Triple H said it in the media scrum, which I watched, which is fun. Uh, but coming with the bottle of prime, it was like something out of the Simpsons and I was here for it. Now, Seth Franklin's Franklin Rollins choir. I, I, I get it. I would probably participate in the singing if I was in the stadium. It's fun. Uh, If there's anyone that deserves credit for making a gimmick that I don't like work, it is Seth Franklin Rollins because, holy shit, he makes it work. I don't know how he does it, but he does it. The -the over-the-top ridiculous attire is stupid, which makes it great. Uh, I like his Joker. You know, it's funny because I'm more of a Becky Lynch fan than a Rollins fan, and that's only because they're married do I make the comparison. But uh, Seth owned this night over Becky. Becky. I love Seth's Joker parody video, Until Becky Gets Involved. That throws it for me. I also enjoyed the uh, Bloodlines as well with the good fellas. The 40-year-old virgin was funny. I just, the Hollywood shit really hit me this year. And it's probably one of the reasons why I was more excited for Mania than usual. Uh, but Seth makes it work. The match was a blast to watch. Uh, the crowd was super, the great crowd. Uh, I know over the north-south and uh, place to be, JT, uh, and they always talk about California crowds being awful. And that is something that I have tended to notice after they pointed it out to me. Uh, but this Los Angelonian-based crowd was on fire all night. And kudos to you, Los Angeles. Um, but Seth, Seth makes it work. The match was a blast. Oh, my next note, the Maverick Lariat. I love that Logan Paul does the Buckshot Lariat. I love that he does it with ease. I love that it's like Hangman Adam Page's Big Finish and he's like a big AEW superstar of wrestling. And Logan Paul just does it as a transition move. Um, you know, I'm not really a big AEW fan. and That's fine. Uh, they take it really seriously. Uh, they act like it's not sports entertainment. Um, but I love that they have also renamed it the Maverick Lariat because it's such a visceral. Well, you know, uh, uh, Logan, uh, I like the Lariat. You know, or the clothesline, you with know, the Lariat. That's a little southern wrestling for my taste. But uh, it's uh, what, what do you call that? Uh, well, Mister McMahon, this is my Logan Paul, I guess. I call it a Buckshot Lariat. No, 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 Buckshot. That's uh, it's aggressive. It's violent. Uh, I can't sell that. You know, you know, Logan. I, I. One of the reasons I signed you to this brand of entertainment is I like your attitude. You're, you're, you do what you please. You. don't Listen to the others, you, you, well, God damn it, Logan, you're a maverick, it's a maverick lariat, all right, let's get down, get funky. Now, I will freely admit, my almost 11-year-old son had to tell me who a KSI was, and that's fine, I, I get it, Logan Paul, JT said a great thing on the North-South Connection, uh, pre-show that was live on YouTube that you should watch, um... He said, regardless of Logan Paul, the person, uh, they credited his athletic ability, which I agree with. But uh, JT's son, who I believe is wrestling adjacent, uh, knows all about Logan Paul, all about the Pokemon cards, all about the Prime. And he takes an interest in Logan Paul's participation. And uh, God damn it, I get it. I really get it, man. It's like, uh, he's like <clears throat> Mr. T in 1985, but on a whole different like, type of stratosphere in terms of, you know, global awareness. So having Logan Paul put out what's probably like a four star match is just fucking awesome. I love the table spot because it, goddamn it, felt organic. Because KSI's you know videotaped the thing, and Seth Franklin Rollins I guess has got his wits back about him, and they went through the effort of having Logan spit prime into the air, looking upwards, and then leap from that position. So Logan Paul, the character, assumed Seth Franklin Rollins was still on the table, and so he would have he leaped. He didn't look before he leapt, and he ended up hitting Prime from a prone position. Uh, a, gr- a real fun match. Real fun match. Thank you very much, Mr. Rollins, and Mr. Paul, and Mr. KSI, and thank you, Prime. Thank you for the ridiculous fucking Prime costume. Maybe the hit of the night for me. The six woman tag team match. I have no notes for. It was boring. And it attributed to the drain that I was beginning to feel for the evening. I'm sorry. I like the women involved. I'm a huge advocate for women's wrestling. Please don't take this as a slight. It just was not a match that interested me uh, as it was happening. I was hyped for it from the beginning. I do. I did like the Babyface's comic book Sin City style entrance. Big ups to that. Um, but yeah, it's just... And you know, it was Lita that kind of brought it down for me. Which is fine. I didn't know that Lita sort of didn't really have it anymore. And uh, I thought Trish was fine. I like her throwback outfit. Um, You know, I just, I don't know. I don't know what to say. Dominic Mysterio Guerrero versus Rey Mysterio Mysterio, or Rey Mysteric, according to Starkade stats. Ladies and gentlemen, the match was fine. It was full of sports-based entertainment, which I truly enjoyed, but I have to tell you, this had to be maybe the greatest entrance in WrestleMania history. Dominic Guerrero Mysterio's prison-based entrance was so entertaining. I have no shame in telling you, I laughed so hard, my headache came back. And it was totally fucking worth it. It's the funniest shit I've ever seen. I I don't know why it really tickled me fancy. I said to my son, it's really a shame. The big boss man is no longer with us to escort Dominic Guerrero to the ringside area. His mommy was absent, unfortunately, but we'll get to her later. Um, I enjoyed the match. I was starting to get a little drained at this point. A pop for the Bad Bunny interference, but well done to the Mysterios. I know it wasn't like a great barn burner match, but it was fun sports entertainment. And uh, kudos to them for making me care about Dominic Mysterio. Oh well I, I've been talking a little bad in the last two matches about how I started to get a little tired and exhausted. Okay, and, and you know, I don't like I was doing anything. But I have really you know, I'm really bad ADD, like I like the sports entertainment, the the minute to minute headlock to chin lock transitions can sort of weigh on me. Um and the women's match brought me down hard. The six man tag. The 6 women tag, I apologize. And uh, the Mysterios got me back up in the beginning, but then the in-ring-based competition was just sort of good. And, and it, you, know, I, I, but, you know, I was sticking with it. But um, And I'd had also had a real lazy day. Now, the reason I'm telling you, giving you into my day, like I watched the Angels play and they blew away the athletics. Like I, I fell asleep, all that jazz. I'm, I'm old, just turned 40. But uh, when the women's title match promo started... I, kind of real, I sort of snapped out of this haze I was in and was like, oh, my God, I've done nothing. I had, a lo- I had a pile of laundry sitting on my bed I knew I needed to put away. And so I sort of started walking back and forth, okay? And look, what kind of a wrestling fan does this make me? I don't know. I'm just sharing with you the human elements that were in play. Like, I was feeling really down on myself, like, Jesus, Johnny, you, you've got to do something because you've been sitting here like a bump on a log. So you know, I spent time like bringing the laundry into the TV room and folding it and doing all the shit and talking to people in the household, and 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 I, I I paid attention to the back half of the women's champ, the SmackDown women's champ, which you mentioned, Ray Ripley and Charlotte Flair, and I gotta tell you, it was spectacular. Okay, now, I I have read that this was I've seen people give this five stars. I believe you, based on the back half. Um, And and way to go for them. um, Sort of the Batista Undertaker syndrome, if you will. They weren't the main event, and they went out there and shown that they easily could have been the main event. So I believe it was a five-star attraction. Um, I I can't comment on it myself because I'm not going to sit here and lie to you guys. Like, I paid attention to every second. But the back half was tremendous. Okay? And uh, I, I really enjoyed Charlotte's sort of, like broken hero sort of thing, like, I can't get the job done, I think, you know, what What else can I do, and Rhea's monster, like, yeah, I'm a monster, I'm mo- and I loved her mommy necklace, that was sweet, too, it just tremendous all around, I'm really excited for Rhea Ripley, I hope things go well for her reign, she's able to monetize it, you know, I hope that they're able to monetize her, like, get some clever t-shirts out there, appeal to an audience that's clamoring for Rhea Ripley, um, just... She's a star, and I'm glad that they had a moment to shine at WrestleMania, and I will go back and rewatch it, uh, I, the entire thing, and pay it the greatest bit of attention, but I wanted to be honest with my audience. Miz vs. Pat McAfee makes complete sense because the crowd, much like myself, needed some time to cool down, and I appreciated this. Because once The Miz and Snoop came out and I saw that Pat and him were going to like have this impromptu match, it gave me the opportunity to finish what I needed to finish to get back and to sit down and concentrate on wrestling mode. So even in our houses, we need a, a pivot match or we need sort of a, uh, a, a cool-down match, a cool-down moment, if you will. And this was great. I appreciate it very much. The match? Whatever. I don't give a shit. Who cares? It's fucking Pat McAfee and The Miz. I don't give a shit. I know some footballer got involved. It wasn't Mongo, so I don't care. The main event of WrestleMania 39, night one, for the undisputed tag team championships of the world. History made, Jesse. Well, Gorilla, there's been a tag team main event, but never a tag team title main event. I love that the, they can still make history. Okay? Um... My son popped huge when the Usos had a gentleman singing them to the ring. I didn't know what it was about, but that's fine. You got to appeal to everybody. Just because I'm 40 doesn't mean I'm your target market. Um, The babyface entrance was glorious. Kevin Owens' shirt was not glorious. I was hoping for a KO Mania 7 shirt because... Since he's teaming with a fellow Canadian and the WrestleMania 7 was all about superstars and strives forever. What a great opportunity to make a WrestleMania 7 shirt or KO Mania 7 shirt that's Canadian themed. But I digress. It's fine. WrestleZania was fine. The shirts are fine. I would buy one or I would wear one if someone gave me one. I don't know that I'd buy it. Uh, the match itself. Easily five stars. In my opinion. Uh, it was fantastic. The emotion Emotionality was there. Uh, Kevin and Sammy said it all in the press scrum afterwards, uh, that they were feeling lots of personal emotions. I don't know a bunch about PWG and their Los Angeles-based wrestling history, but they put it over on commentary, and I appreciate that. Um, The Usos, ladies and gentlemen, have to be the greatest tag team in history because what they've done is they've created organically a main event level tag team. Their reign is historic. It will never be duplicated. Um, It's because... Okay, Sim, the entire Bloodline story got this match into position to main event. But I'm telling you, if you do the exact same Bloodline storyline, exactly beat for beat for beat for beat, with a different tag team, and let's pretend this tag team is even related to Roman Reigns, but it's not Jey Uso, specifically, and Jimmy Uso, it doesn't work. Because the Usos are the greatest tag team in history. It's over, it's done, there's no time for discussion. Okay? It's we're done with it. Conversation over. Not even just from an in-ring perspective, but from a character perspective. And it was glorious that Jay Uso and Sammy had the big finish together. It was organic, it was perfect. So many super kicks, and you know what? I don't even care. Every time a super kick was delivered by any athlete, I got more hyped. Give me more super kicks. I don't care. It's glorious. I, critique it all you want. That's fine. But I'm telling you, every super kick is an additional point in my book. I can't get enough. And uh, WrestleMania 39 ended with a fantastic taste in my mouth. I don't know how it ranks. Oh, I forgot to mention. During the Mysterios match, you still get a fantastic taste in your mouth. It's a great segue. Uh, during the Mysterious match, I don't know that it's the funniest joke anyone can make, but there was a lot of Cinnamon Toast Crunch, ring post-based offense. And in my household, we started calling that maneuver the Cinnamon Post Crunch. Like I said, I don't think it's the funniest joke anyone's ever going to make about the Cinnamon Toast Crunch brand synergy, but it's the one that I chose to make. Overall, a massive thumbs up. an e- I mean, an easy thumbs up. A fun-ass WrestleMania to watch. And I'm excited for night two. I'm excited to see if Omos and Brock Lesnar embarrass themselves. I'm excited to see someone bleed the hard way in the Intercontinental title. I'm excited to see Asuka and Bianca Belair. I can't wait to see how the crowd treats Asuka. I'm ready for a Bianca heel turn. So hopefully they make her a heel. Uh, The Women's Showcase. Let's see if you can up the Men's Showcase. You've got talent in there. Let's see if you could do it. Um, I'm forgetting something uh, before the world title I, I know uh, what am I forgetting what am I forgetting do, 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 do. intercontinental title women's title overall nature women's showcase uh, Brock and Omos there's the main event which we're saving for last and there's one more match oh hell in a cell well there you go that's how excited I am for it couldn't even fucking remember it I'm not excited for it I can't stand the demon it's stupid And I'm not an edge mark, so I don't know. But I did see they're bringing the classic fence-colored Hell in a Cell, so good on that. I mean, I'm sure it'll be fine, but we'll see. We will wait and see. In the main event, I'm expecting about 1,000 spears, numerous crossroads. I want to see some finisher stealing. I want to see them steal finishers from other athletes of sports entertainment's past. Um, And I want there to be 47 near-falls. And at the end of the day, I'm sure the American Nightmare will stand victorious. I can't guarantee that I'll do one of these for night two because I had some spare time after night one. But uh, I don't know where it ranks in the pantheon of WrestleManias. That's for greater sports entertainment journalists to say. Uh, I don't make a habit of going back and watching modern manias because I feel like they're better in the moment. Because I didn't grow up watching them a thousand times on old VHS tapes that crinkled when I was a youngster. That's the way I look at the modern product, and that's okay if you look at it differently. I hope you do, because today's modern product will be some wrestling fan in the future's great history, and I'm sure this WrestleMania will stand up to the greatest of the great at the end of the day. But that's all I've got to say, and you've got to leave on a rhyme. Make sure you subscribe to the new TNN podcast feed so you get notified when new content drops. I'm Johnny C, and a winner is you.